Thanks for tuning in to Organic Matters. This morning we're going to talk about something that we've probably, not all of us, but a good number of have grown, and certainly probably everybody within Earshot has at least tried to eat it. Most of us eat it every week or two, and it's called corn or maize, or it depends on what part of the world you're in, but it's a very, very, very important part of what, in essence, was uh, a contributing factor to, for lack of a better word, human civilization. So let's talk a little bit about the history of corn. In the Mayan creation of history, or their myths, the gods created humans out of corn. Now, a new study from a site in Belize suggests corn really was important in the origin of the ancient Mayan. More than half of their ancestry can be traced to migrants who arrived from South America sometime about 5,600 years ago, folks. 5,600 years ago. Likely bringing with them cultivars of the crop that sustained one of the largest Mesoamerics, greatest cultures ever. These previously unknown migrants were the first pioneers who essentially planted the seeds of the Mayan civilization, which emerged about 4,000 years ago, say archaeologist and co-author of the study, Jaime A., a native Belizean, now at the Northern Arizona University. He, like many others in Belize, has some Mayan ancestry. Without corn, there would not have been Mayans. The discovery reveals a significant new source of ancestry for the Maya, whose civilization spanned about a third of Central America and Mexico, dotting the region with cities and monuments at its height more than a thousand years ago. Today, the Maya are an ethno-linguistic group of about seven million indigenous peoples in Central America. The study also suggests that in Europe, where farming arrived with immigrants from the Middle East, farming in the Americas spread at least in part with people on the move rather than simply as know-how passed on between cultures. This paper is really groundbreaking according to Mary Pohl, a Maya archaeologist from Florida State University. This is a dramatic revelation and is really stirring things up. Co-author Ah, a Mayan archaeologist and former director of the Belizean Institute of Archaeology, had long wondered how the Maya, or Maya, were related to the hunter-gatherers and earlier farmers who brought maize, manioc, and chilies to what is now Mexico, Belize, and Guatemala. But poor preservation of the bones and DNA in the hot and humid climate just didn't leave very many clues. The new study analyzes remains of two rock shelters on the steep slopes of an old-growth rainforest in the Bladen National Reservoir in southwestern Belize. It's about a two-and-a-half-kilometer hike from the nearest road, and since 2014, archaeologists Kilthen Prufer of the University of New Mexico, Albuquerque, wildlife biologist Sed Gutierrez of the Conservation Trust and their colleagues have unearthed more than 85 skeletons from shallow graves in this rock shelter area, just like all from just what used to be probably huts with dry dirt floors. The archaeologists directly dated 50 individuals with radiocarbon, finding they lived between 1,000 and 9,000 years ago. 
Then, population geneticist David Reich of Harvard University and his team managed to extract high-quality ancient DNA from the inner ear bones, here we go folks, of about 20 of the individuals. The oldest human DNA from a tropical forest site, Rain says, ever to be analyzed. And they analyzed about 1.2 million nucleotide bases, whatever that means, folks, across the genomes and compared them to DNA from ancient and living people from across the Americas. The comparison showed that the earliest people buried in the rock shelters, about 9,600 years ago to maybe um, 7,000 years ago, closely resembled that of the hunter-gatherers descended from ancient migrations from both North and North to South America. But after 5,600 years ago, the DNA recorded a major shift. All 15 individuals they tested after that were more closely related to another group of indigenous people who today live in northern Colombia, down to Costa Rica, and who speak a dialect called Chipchan. It's clear that a major movement into the Mayan regions of these people related to the Chichan speakers happened at about this point in natural history. The migration had a lasting impact. Reich's team found that the living Maya have inherited more than half of their DNA from this influx from the South back then. They reported today, well, when I got this about a week ago, by the time you hear it, in Nature Communications, that it's all new science to look at. Half of the remainder came from the ancient hunter-gatherers who were first in the region, the rest from ancestors of people, in essence, from the Mexican highlands. Now let's sort of head back to the maze or corn into this story. The population shift eventually led to a new diet. Archaeologist Douglas Kennett at the University of California, Santa Barbara, had previously analyzed carbon isotopes from the teeth of the people in the rock shelters, which shows the kind of food they ate. This was reported back in Science Magazine, which incidentally is where I'm getting this information from, thanks to my friend Lisa. She gets, she's a regular subscriber. Uh, but this, this report came out back Science 2020, and they found a steady increase in the maize consumption over time. The ancient hunter-gatherers got less than 10% of their diet on average from maize. The first migrants from the south also ate relatively little corn, but then between the years 5600 and about 4000 years ago, the proportion of maize surged from about 10% to in some cases over 50% of their diet, providing the earliest evidence of maize as a truly staple grain and the daily part of most every Mayan's life. The shift to maize happened hundreds of years after the influx of migrants, but the team says its results fit with the emerging story of maize cultivation. The plant was partially domesticated as early as maybe as far back as 9,000 years ago in southwestern Mexico. People of the corn, folks, Mexican people claim it and love it. But over the past eight years, genetic and archaeological evidence has shown that it wasn't fully domesticated till just around 6,000 years ago. And those initially uh, were found at sites in Peru and Bolivia. There, farmers developed larger, more nutritious cobs than the partially domesticated maize still found in Mexico back a whole, again, a whole 5,000 years ago. And these findings are according to archaeologist Logan Kistler of the Smithsonian Institute of National Museum and Natural History. 
Together, the evidence suggests that the migrants brought improved maize plants from the south by about 5,600 years ago, perhaps with methods for growing corn in small gardens, says Kennett, another co-author. By 4,000 years ago, it had become the keystone crop. That scenario could explain why one early Maya language incorporates a Chipchan word for maize, says linguist and co-author David Moore Marin of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. To kind of sum up this article, because this thing goes on and on, what, what's going on here is, is uh, this whole program, and you're welcome to go look back at it, uh, if you put it into, you might have to go into Science Magazine to get it, but I'm not sure. But in tracing the origin of one of the Mesoamerics great people, the genetic and isotopic work also shows and illuminates the evolutionary roots of what is one of the world's most successful crops ever. It's really transformed all knowledge of how maize was dispersed over time. And of course, these guys are still out here in the field working at it. So as we learn more, I'll try to bring you updated knowledge. But people of the corn folks, Central South America and people in the, in the whole Mexican area, which is where maize production was started, is still dependent on this crop as part of their existence. And we're not far behind, folks. We almost see as much corn in the United States now as uh, people south of us. Just as a little biological note, it might be uh, interesting, if you're unaware of this especially, that when corn is just eaten off the cob, it certainly does have some, it gets starch for sure, it certainly has some nutrition in it. But what made it so wonderful for the Mayans that they, by hook or crook, and I've had heard more than one story, how they discovered how to turn corn on the cob into masa harina. That is the flour they use to make corn tortillas and tamales and everything in the real old country. They didn't use much, if any, flour. It was all corn. But the secret to success was they learned to lime corn. They put corn into ashes, and those ashes broke down that really hard outer coating that you and I are very familiar with when you eat corn on the cob. But not only does it break down that coating, but it releases the nutrients within the kernel to be much, much more absorbable and usable for not just for us, for humans, of course. But as a young boy, one of the other things we used to do was break down that corn into a thing called silage, and that was a probably, if not the largest, one of the largest sources of food for the raising of our pigs and our hogs and the pork that many, many people used to live on, not just where I came from in the South, but all the way across the world. Pork is a very important uh, normal nutrition, and corn is really, really one of the easiest, best ways to be able to feel at least domestic pigs. I happen to still prefer if I have a choice, pasture-raised, pasture-finished pork. I hardly ever, if ever, buy a piece of pork in a commercial store. But corn was part of the secret that made that all possible. So the next time you sit down to just uh, to a corn on the cob or a tortilla, go look at the history or think about the history of what it took, the thousands of years, not hundreds, the thousands of years that it took to take a, a wild 
plant, spread a lot of large area, and they knew it had some nutrition about it, but to turn it from, from just another food source to probably the most important food source those people had for a few thousand years is a pretty fascinating story. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters.